Hey everyone and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. So honored and blessed you're taking out the time to join us again today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, we're in for a treat. It is season three of the Greater Than Podcast and I am so excited about what the Lord is doing, uh, what he has done and what he is doing. And uh, today I've got my brother, uh, brother Tony Jones II is with us. And I'm telling you, the Lord has something real good uh, for us today about worship and and uh, we're going to let uh, Brother Tony take that over. It's, it's cool. You know, uh, Brother Tony's been an encouragement in my life as I've been doing the podcast. There were some things that he was doing with the impartations through conversations uh, available on YouTube. Go back and watch those and you'll be blessed by it. You'll hear some good stories, some good encouragement, faith building uh, content. Uh, that'll be a tr- tremendous blessing to your life. So anyway, during that time where I was starting the podcast, he was doing that. We were encouraging one another when we were starting. And so I'm I'm so thankful for Brother Tony and his life and his ministry. And uh, real briefly, real quickly, um, I wanted to, uh, we're going to pray first of all. I'm going to pray. And then afterwards, we're going to, I want to hear a little bit and let you guys know the listeners about Brother Tony and hear from him about kind of his background. And we'll jump right on into what we're talking about. We're talking about true worship and uh, what that means. And so I'm excited about it. Let's pray. And then we'll dig right on in. Father God, we thank you, sir, for this opportunity to gather around your word. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. We thank you that he's on the inside of us to lead and guide us into all the truth, to help us explore the realms of true worship, to explore what it really means, what it really is. Father, I thank you for speaking through us as the very oracles of God. I say every ear is anointed to hear, hearts are anointed to understand and perceive, and that eyes are anointed to see what we haven't seen before, uh, only by the person of the Holy Spirit. We're not relying on Brother Tony. We're not relying on myself. We're relying on you, sir, and your ability and your anointing to teach and speak through us. And we give you praise for all the good things that will come out in this podcast episode today. In Jesus' name, amen Amen. amen. All right. So, Brother Tony, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, uh, the time you, I know you traveled with Brother Hagen and all that kind of you kind of your background, all that stuff. Just just tell us about yourself. Take your time. OK. Yes, sir. So I'm originally from Rochester, New York. I grew up in a Christian home. I grew up Pentecostal. And so I'm a musician. I play the organ, keyboards and the, just a few other things. And so um, but after high school, we moved to Florida. And that's where we got connected with uh, uh, the Word of Faith camp and uh, heard about Brother Hagen. And uh, and then I decided Rama was a place for me. So I went to Rama. I'm a graduate uh, of Rama. And while I was uh, going to school, I had the great opportunity uh, for almost two years uh, to travel with Brother Kenneth E. Hagen. And that was a great honor. And uh, so now I'm married, have a beautiful wife, Rochelle, my two boys, Jackson and Jaden. And we are out in California um, working with Pastor Nancy Dufresne, Dufresne Ministries. And we've been here 10 years and it's just been an amazing ride. So I got I got two years with Brother Kenneth E. Hagan. I also got two years with Dr. Ed Dufresne. And uh, God's just really blessed our lives and uh, allowed us to... Uh, being some great things that's happening in the earth. So I'm just really honored and, and privileged to be here with you, man. Oh man, that's that's amazing. What a what a testimony of that. And so uh 
during all the, this time and with with uh, Brother Hagen and with uh, mm-hmm. Dr. Ed Dufresne, of course, and now Pastor Nancy, uh, there's just a treasure trove of wisdom that's been imparted by the Spirit of God. You know, it's, it's God's Spirit, but but uh, this 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 treasure in an earthen vessel, and so that's what we're going to learn from today. And and uh, we're talking about uh, true worship, and I'm excited about that, and, and I'm excited for Brother Tony to kind of uh, to dive into this topic, but I'll start us out here. Of course, you got to start in John four, where this is concerned. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we'll go over to John four and, and here, mm-hmm. and I'll pull it up here. And, and like I said, I'm just going to read and kind of read verses and everything, but I'm, we'll let brother Tony share, uh, the Lord's given him some good things about this. And so I'm excited to unpack it. We're going to go down in John four. And of course, it's the woman at the well, it's a famous passage of of scripture around our camp especially and and um he he's talking to her there there's a whole uh racism issue that's been going on between the jews and the samaritans so and not only to mention the fact that this is a female that jesus is talking to yeah uh, all of this is a big no-no for jesus to do (laughs) but as as jesus often did man he's breaking the status quo getting rid of the tradition uh to reveal the power of the word of god and um the power that is him. He is the word made flesh. And so we skip on down here to verse 20. And she says to Jesus here, our fathers worshiped on this mountain. And you Jews say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father, here it is, in spirit and in truth. And the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit. And those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. Uh, so, Brother Tony, as we dive into this, uh, what, do you, what comes to your heart and mind when you hear this term, true worship, worshiping in spirit and in truth? Um. You know, what came to my heart as you were reading it is this, is that Jesus is establishing for the New Testament believer how worship must now happen. Now that we are redeemed, now that Jesus has made us, uh, you know, it says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Now that we are alive unto God, our hearts are alive unto unto God, Jesus is now introducing. He said the hour cometh and now is mm-hmm. when true worshipers shall worship him in the spirit and in truth. And so, you know, what I think about when I when I hear that is we have to learn how to worship out of our spirit. That's good. Worshiping God who is a spirit. And so Jesus is saying, hey, this is there's a whole new way of how worship needs to happen. You know, in the Old Testament, you know, their hearts, their spirits uh, were not alive unto God. They weren't redeemed yet. You know, uh, now we are the church. Then they were just the people of God in the presence of God. You know, as you know, the presence of God uh, didn't live on the inside of people. It lived in the temple. It was it dwelt in the temple of God. And so now you know, we have been made alive unto God. We have the spirit of God. 
living on the inside of us. And so now we can have spirit to spirit connection with God. You know, many times in the Old Testament, you know, you know, the story of uh, a David when he worshiped God, you know, they said he would dance before the Lord in all of his might in the Old Testament. That was what they could do. They had a soulish representation of worship. Mm -hmm. They can only express and contact God through a soul, soulful way. And now we as spirits, you know, we are a spirit. We have a soul. We live in a body. Now that we are a spirit, we can worship God in the spirit. And so Jesus is saying, this is how my father wants worship to roll now. I remember there's a story. I remember I was uh, a while back, I was planning an event for a person, for somebody very, very special. And in speaking to them in months past, uh, they told me their preference on certain things. Mm -hmm. I knew exactly how they liked it. And even though I heard them, even though I listened to their preference and heard them, I decided that I knew better than them how this event should go for them. Mm. And so... I got decorations and things and the order of, of the of the program was all about me and what I thought how it should go. And I disregarded how they wanted their event to go. Mm -hmm. Do you get where I'm going oh, here? Yeah. A lot of a lot of times we just put worship together from what we think worship should be. And if it's not from the spirit, it's not what God has authored. And so even though we may have great intentions, we can miss the mark in what worshiping in the spirit and in truth. So basically heart to heart worship, worshiping out of your spirit. And then in truth, you know, truth is the word of God. And in order to worship God effectively and for the, the relationship of your worship and your expression of your spirit to go far, you're going to have to be founded on the truth. And that's the word of God. Yes. And so if you want to continue to worship in truth, then you must be found uh, reading the word, feeding on the word. That's what true worship is, you know. And there's a great book out that, I, you know, that I love. And of course, it's by Brother Hagin. It's called Plans, Purpose and Pursuits. Yes. It's a great book where Jesus, uh, he had, he visited J Brother Hagen uh, before one of the camp meetings. I believe it was in 87. And he talked about a lot of uh, these things mm -hmm. concerning uh, where the church was at. You know, God offers report cards every once in a while. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> he offers report cards and... Uh, he offered one to Brother Hagen just to let the church know where they were at. Mm, yeah. And things back in the 80s were getting, uh, I guess, in Jesus' eyes, a little out of hand. Mm. You know, um, we were, you know, Jesus said, this is what he said. He said, they are substituting brass for gold. Come on. What, what we thought, you know, we can look at the world and say, man. That's really cool that they're doing that. That's really effective in the world. And if we don't watch it, we can start taking of the culture and of what, what the world says is really cool and how to express yourself. And we can slap that on and call it worship to God, you know, and we'll say, God, you get what you get and you can't throw a fit. 
<laughs> and God says, that's, that's, that's not how it works, brother. And so, um, you know, Brother Hagin said, Jesus said to him, they are substituting brass for gold. And he was referring to the story of when Solomon, you know, over in 1 Kings 6 and 20, uh, he was preparing the temple for the presence of God and everything in the temple was of gold. And uh, and then over in Second Chronicles 12, 9, you see where the king took the gold out of the temple. And he replaced it for brass. He took what God said was acceptable and he stamped his own approval on what was acceptable. And so, so many times and I'm and, and, and the, the tone and what I'm wanting to express is positive. I want. I want, you know, our the viewers to be encouraged to say, I can worship God and I can get it right. Mm -hmm. Jesus told Jesus told Brother Hagin, he said, um, you know, my people know a little bit apart about praise and nothing about worship. Mm -hmm. Because it was pure. We were mixing things like, um, you know, I'll just say kind of the things that Brother Hagin mentioned. Um, in the book, you know, things about clapping, uh, you know, and how clapping is not praise, neither is it worship. It's just applauding. Mm -hmm. And you can't applaud God. You must worship God. I remember growing up, a Pentecostal boy, check this out, Pentecostal boy in the 80s, where back in the day where you still had to wear baggy pants yeah. and, you know, you you know you really had to really be a dude back then and so growing up in the in the in the city you know like especially where i was from you know if you worship god and was trying to you know really go after god as a kid man you might get made fun of when you get to the bathroom or yeah. when you get to school yeah. you know what i'm saying like the dudes might be like yo this dude is mad corny or whatever and so and so anytime growing up they would say now let's worship God. I immediately, because I did not want to connect my heart or look vulnerable or anything, I would immediately start clapping mm -hmm. because it took no effort. It took no heart effort for oh, me yeah. to worship God. That's good. I would just start clapping and applauding God. And I said, you know what? It looks, this is what me as a child would say. This looks like it's acceptable. I'm going this route because you better believe I'm not going to be vulnerable up in here opening my mouth and saying something to God, mm. you know, looking, raving, putting my hands up. Are you crazy? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I even hit, I even hit, hit behind the organ, you know, as a kid, you know, I don't shoot. If I play then I don't really have to, you know, show my heart or express worship unto God. So brother Hagen dealt with things like clapping, how clapping is just applauding. He said, if people were really worshiping God, then when they would clap in the arenas at the ball game, that would be worship. And we know that not to that is not worship. Um, and there's other things that he that that he he dealt with. But he was saying we are substituting brass for gold. And brother Elijah, I, I, my thoughts are. Where we're at right now in the body of Christ in comparison to where they were at in 87, I I would suggest that we have gotten off even more. Mm, yeah. You know, you know, when Brother Hagen brought that message to the body of Christ, um, it was 
it was all founded on the word. He said, you can't find any New Testament reference for dancing, you know, before the Lord, preparing a dance for the Lord. Mm -hmm. There's no there's new there's no New Testament reference for that. Um, and so many things that we brought into the house of God and said, God, this is what I like to do. And so you're going to have to like it. Yeah. And and it's um, it's real telling right now of all the things that we're allowing in to the churches just because it looks successful. It looks fun. We've gotten off in the areas of what fun is because. Just because it's fun doesn't mean God's enjoying it, Ooh. you know. And so, yeah, not everything that is marked is fun or presentations and things that we're doing in the body of Christ. And I'll put myself in the sure in, in, in that because I, I've, you know, I'm still praise God. I'm still my heart is I want to be accurate. Yeah, I don't want to mix. I don't want to. Yeah, I know it is, brother. I don't want to mix. You know. 70% of accuracy and 30% of wrong, you know, in this and, and, and uh, of, you know, error. So I'm trying, you know, by feeding on the word, by renewing my mind, by keeping my spirit alive unto God, you know, with all diligence, keeping my heart towards the things of God, getting these things right. And, and as a music director, it's my responsibility to look out. Uh, in our choir, in our, in our department, and say, are we staying on track on what worship is? Uh, are we getting off? You know, what do I even have to listen to the lyric mm -hmm. of the song? And if the scriptures doesn't support the lyric of the song, then it becomes a song that cannot be sang. Mm. And at least for me yeah. and our church, we won't sing it. Even though... You know, there's a lot of stuff out right now about feelings and I feel like this and God, where are you? And God, you left me and all this type of stuff. And even though it sounds like worship, it's not worship in the least bit. People say, well, you know, Psalms, there's a bunch of stuff in there where, you know, guys were worshiping God and and they're saying stuff like, you know, God, you left me. You know, I long for you, all this. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know what? Psalms isn't written to you. Psalms, the Old Testament, that's a whole different deal. You know, uh, you know, it says over in um, what Hebrews 8 and 6, but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry by how much also he is the mediator of a better covenant, which was established upon better promises. So we're in a new covenant. The Old Testament was a different deal. And God said, you know what? We got to we got to come together and put a different deal together. We got to write a new contract because they're worshiping. You know, the worship is is OK, but it's not not the best. And mm -hmm. so Psalms was Psalms uh, is under a new uh, under a different contract, under a different covenant. Yeah. The, the condition of their lives, the condition of their heart was different now we are redeemed our worship because of who he's made us is different we worship based on the truth of the word based on who he's made us now and so we can't come to god now as worship leaders or even just as believers and say god where are you mm -hmm. god i miss you i don't know if you're gonna 
because he's already stated in his word, especially the epistles, you know, sure. from, from Romans to Titus. That's what's written to us. That's how we act. That's how we conduct our lives is based on the word that's written to us. The Old Testament was written for us. You know, even the Gospels was written for us. But how we conduct our lives, how we worship, you got to look from Romans all the way to Titus and say, okay, I can get with this. This is written to me. Everything else was written for me. It's like taking the rules of basketball and applying it to football. Mm. You know, yeah. you can't take the rules of basketball and there's no such thing as a slam dunk, you know, alley hoop in baseball. And so you can't take the different rules of the Bible and try and mesh everything together and say, well, this is how God's going to get it. You got to search. That's why it says in spirit and in truth, mm -hmm. you must read the word. You must be founded on the word. You know, I, I was talking to someone uh, a few days ago and I, I was, you know, we were talking about how much we love the word and just wanting to get more in the word. I said, I come to these points in my life where I want my spirit wants to express more to God. I want to be able to express and have more vocabulary. And the only way I can get I can get more utterance and be more expressive to God is if I read his word and learn who he is and learn who I am in him. Yeah. And and feeding on the word gives you more ability to express. And I don't know if I'm making total sense. But, you um, you know, and so that's what the in truth part of that is. It says God is a spirit and they that worship him must. This is not an option. Mm -hmm, exactly. This is an absolute necessity. We must worship him in spirit. And in truth. So if you think the spirit's on it, but what you're doing can't is not supported in the scriptures in the epistles then it's not the truth. And so you have to be founded on the spirit and in truth. Yeah, that reminds me of um, a story of uh, Brother Hagen. I, it probably was shared on uh, impartations uh, that, that you did on, on YouTube. And um, not, I'm mm -hmm. not, not plug. I'm not just, it's, it's, it's not a plug, but it is a plug. That's what I'm saying. I, it just so <laughs> happened that that's where I heard it, guys. You know, don't, don't shoot the messenger. But go check out impartations through conversations on YouTube, though. But um, it was uh, someone was was telling a story. I don't know if it was uh, Brother Philip or or who it was, but they were telling the story of um, Brother Hagen and a certain song that that was that was sung, and um, Brother Hagen's granddaughter, if I'm not mistaken, asked him about it on a ride back to their hotel or wherever mm -hmm. home, whatever it was, and asked him about that song, and he said, um, "If I have a higher revelation." Why on earth would I sing a lower one? That's so good. If I, if I have this this higher revelation uh, in Scripture, in mm. truth, right? That's what we're saying. In yes, truth. Sir. If I have Absolutely. a higher revelation in truth, why would I sing this lower one? And so I think that that's vitally important in the songs that we sing and how we uh, approach the Father is are we approaching him in truth of who he really is? It's like going up to your father and, but you're going up to him based on false pretenses. That's not who he is. That's not what he does. That's good. 
A good father, he's not going to receive that. He's not going to stand there and, and hear all of that. He's like, well, that's not me. That's not what I do. Well, why have you, why you left me? Why? Well, he forsook Jesus so that I wouldn't have to be forsaken. He forsook Jesus on the cross so that I could always be. He said, I'm with you always. He says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So these things that we sing that are in contradiction to the truth are lower revelations that will not take that's us so further into his presence because it's just simply not true. And if there's iniquity in the heart, the Bible says the Lord will not hear it. You, you can't Ooh, even, if, if anyone who comes to God must believe that he is, watch this, and yes, that sir. he rewards. But some of these songs mm -hmm. and some of the things that we've sung over the years, we've all done it before, no judgment here, yeah. uh, no, right. that we've done over the years have kept us from drawing nearer to God. Because we thought drawing near to God is talking about how lonely we are how depressed we are but drawing near to god is simply being mindful of what he did in jesus and being mindful of the grace that he's bestowed upon us and receiving it by our faith so can you speak into that a little bit brother tony this this idea of higher revelation i mean you, you've said it already but i feel like there's more there about higher yeah, revelation you know, you know yeah and I, I love what you're saying right there is you know, we when we got in the group with Brother Hagen, when I got in the group, um, first meeting, you know, let me slow down. Being in the sing Raymond Singers and Band was a great honor and privilege. And there was just a way that you went about doing things. My first meeting, they said, Dad will call on anybody, be ready at any time. And then um they talked about the importance of singing scriptural songs, setting Brother Hagen up on things based on the word. And uh, it was it was such a big thing that we made sure we would spend time together in the word. And then, you know, going to school and stuff was strong, too. But one thing I realized and what they tried to get off to me is songs are meditations. Mm. It's so it's so important that we give the people the right things to sing. Because even far after the song is over and the service is over for weeks and months, people can sing, will sing things they learn in a service. And far be from us that we give them meditations of the heart that are not acceptable in the sight of God. Yeah. Just like you were saying, you know, as who was that Paul said, let the word of words in my mouth the meditation of my heart be acceptable, found acceptable. And so I remember there be times, and I'm not going to get too far into the story. Sure. But there were times that, um, you know, Brother Hagen would be somewhere preaching. And maybe the singers in band wasn't with him at that time. And, you know, they would sing a song that just didn't hit the mark scripturally. Mm -hmm. You know, it might have been a nice presence there. But we can't get fooled with just because we feel a goosebumps that yeah. it's the anointing, even if the, the, the song content isn't hitting a mark. Jesus said to Brother Hagin, I'll say this. Yeah. Jesus said to Brother Hagin, I'll bless my people as far as I can bless them. That's good. Yeah. I want to bless them. I'll bless them as far as I can. But I can't take them into the deeper things until they get this thing right. And so I remember there are times Brother Hagin would get up. And he would have to, you know, Philip talked about it. He Philip was saying that one time, I don't know if you remember this part, 
I'll use Philip for for example. He said that he got up and he started ex exhorting on look to the hills for whence my help comes yeah. from. I look to the hills, and Philip said the people got with him, and that it, it just felt good. Yeah. And Brother Hagen got up. Brother Hagen got up and said, "I don't look to the hills, you know. Then, yeah. You know, said so he lives on the inside of me, and he just started just going for it and just correcting it." And I and I always thought, why would Brother Hagen ever get up and correct that? Because of the responsibility of what his voice and everything he says is an, an endorsement and could get into the people mm -hmm. because he, you know, he had that voice into their lives by the Holy Ghost given given him that place. And so he had to correct immediately things that were unscriptural. I'm you know how revelation is is progressive. I've yeah. I've, I've seen older books of dad and i said wow that's not in the new book but because his revelation had had, had was progressing and progressing there were things uh, uh that he would have in books on prayer that he took out because god would then help him him and show him and so um i don't know where i was going with that but it's just it's just important as we progress in the anointing that we progress in the word and singing the right things, because someone can take, if we give them the song that says, um, you know, uh, God, where are you? God, where are you? I say, that's the lyric, God, where are you? You know, mother and them gonna take that home for six weeks, God, where are you? Yeah. And when it comes time for, you know, the, 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 the you know, life circumstances, issues come, then all they're going to have in their spirit is, God, where are you? God, where are you? They don't have faith built in them because they're singing songs that aren't scriptural. So, you know, people are like, well, it's not that serious. It actually really is. Mm -hmm. Because the songs that we sing are what is what we're pouring into our spirit. And then when you go to make a deposit out, if that's the only thing there, the songs that are unscriptural, then you don't have anything to spend. And it's tougher, you know, and so it's just really important that what we meditate on, the songs that we choose, those being meditations, that they are founded on the word, founded on truth. And that's what helps people, you know, worship. Uh, yes, worship is unto God, but it benefits the, the, the worshiper. Mm -hmm. Worship in the spirit is your spirit. In, in communication with God, number two, you know, Romans 12 talks about, you know, presenting your body a living sacrifice, That's right. holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable act of worship. I tell people sometimes, sometimes the best worship I can do is just going to the gym and putting my body under. Mm. God calls that putting the body under worship that's really good and then it says and do not be yeah this is worship it's not just songs songs is cool but songs aren't worship it's a way we can worship but then you know the, the best type of worship is when you tell your flesh no to that last bite no to that sugar drink sometimes if it, if it really wants it and then it says be not conform to this world but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind Renewing your mind is worship. And so 
when I get in worship to God, spirit to spirit, my mind is being renewed. And my body is being put under. That's what God calls New Testament worship. And then over in, um, if you want to jump in, man, jump in. Oh, you're good. Wanna, you're good. Flow, bro. Flow, brother. Take Tom. the whole thing. Well, sir. Okay. You know, and if and another thing that Jesus said uh, to Brother Hagen in that vision, he said the thing that brother that Jesus spoke to me most about was being being full, staying full, living the full life. You know, over in Ephesians five, it talks about be being filled with the Spirit. Do not be drunk with wine. <laughs> Let me read something that Jesus said to Brother Hagen. Yes, please, please. I'm jumping. I'm jumping topics real quick. But Jesus said to Brother Hagen, if the people aren't taught about spiritual worship, true New Testament worship, they won't get it. Mm. They do not know about true worship. They know a little bit about praising me, but nothing about true worship. And then Brother Hagen went on to say, because you can see some charis charismatics running around, talking in tongues, yeah. smoking cigarettes, and sipping co cocktails. By such actions, they prove that they don't know a thing about true spiritual worship. Wow. And then let's go, let's go over here in Ephesians. Mm -hmm. Ephesians 5 and 18. It says, and do not be drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the spirit. You know, drinking is a big thing, brother. Yeah. That I, I, I've just seen the last, really, the last three, four years just getting out of hand with, with what we say, who we say are leaders in the body of Christ with the drinking issue. People say, well, I can drink, but, you know, I'm just not going to get drunk. Sure. Mm -hmm. You know, but I say this, this is what the Lord told me. If he says not to get do not be drunk, then you shouldn't be tipsy. Oh. And then you shouldn't get sippy. Oh. So if he doesn't want you to be drunk, then he doesn't want you to even start off with the sippy part or even the tipsy part. He says, don't be drunk, but here's what you... He didn't say you can't drink. He says, just don't do it with wine. He says, but be filled with the Spirit. Yeah. This is what the New Testament order of worship looks like. Speaking to yourselves... In psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You know, resident in the heart of the New Testament believer is songs to their God. And so sometimes I'll just put instrumentals on. And even though I don't have a great voice, I'll just like the songs just well up. After you begin to, like, G, like the word says, set your affection on things above. Colossians 3. You get on the word, you feed on the word, your spirit being alive to God, it will begin to make expression. These songs will come up as you as you communicate with your God. There are songs that come up and it says, giving thanks always mm -hmm. for all things unto God and the Father in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. One thing you can say about Brother Hagin, anytime I was around him, you know, which was a few times. The times I was around him, if he wasn't talking to anyone, you just see his mouth moving. And people who were even closer than I was, I thank God for, you know, how close I got. But 
you know, there are people who are way closer to Brother Hagin than I was. They would say he would always be thanking God, giving thanks to him, always. And so this is the this is what the New Testament believer is. Worship in spirit and in truth. Be not drunk with wine, but be drunk with the spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Glory to God. <laughs> Since that anointing. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Glory to God. So this is the way, this is what worship looks like. And um, of course, there's more scriptures uh, uh, on this. But, you know, it says, uh, Hebrews 13, 15. Yeah. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks unto God at all times. You know, uh, Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. That's Philippians 4, 4. And I always say it's always proper to rejoice. That's good. <laughs> Glory to God. And so you can be drunk. You can be drunk with thanksgiving. You can be drunk in joy. You can be drunk in him. And it says over in Philippians 3, 1, Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. And so, uh, uh, you know, that's what, what's, what's in my heart uh, on this subject. Oh, that's great. That's, that's beautiful. Uh, you know, he talks about true worshipers. Uh Talking about true and, 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 and sincere worship uh, that's done mm -hmm. with the heart, not merely in form. You know, um, right. the Bible talks about people who have a form of godliness. That's, that's good. But deny that's the right. power thereof. That's what we're that's what we're saying. And like like the Lord said to Brother Hagen, uh, I can I'll bless them as much as I can bless them. Right. I'll, I'll show up how I right. can show up. I, uh, listen, I, I, it's like a, one song says, right. Um, <laughs> I'm reminded of the lyrics to one song. Uh, you, uh, you don't have to come, but you always do or something like that. But like, it, yeah. it's like he, he, he'll bless you as far as he can bless you. But what we're contending for is the higher is the higher level. Well, we're contending mm -hmm. for uh, Pastor Dollar would say it like this. It was a different subject, but I'll use it here. Pastor Dollar would say yeah. we're not going to substitute and put uh, the cheaper for the deeper. Uh, see, see, well, we're not trying to put the cheaper out in front of the deeper. We're wanting the deeper. We want the deep things of God. That's all, the only thing. Yes, the only way to receive that is by the spirit and by being mm -hmm. in the spirit. And, you know, and. When he says to be in the spirit, it means it refers to the mind, the, the will, the emotions and the heart. Spiritual worship, that's where the heart is offered to God. And we don't depend yes. on external forms for acceptance. We're not depending on running or anything. Now, that could happen. Right. We've seen that happen. Brother Hagin right. had that happen many right. times over his many years of ministry. Right. We, we understand that. But the, the real thing is the heart. A man looks at the yeah. outward appearance. Man may look at the running. Man may look at the clapping. Man may even look at the lifting of the hands. But God is looking at the heart. And that's yeah. the main thing that we're saying here. We want to worship with a heart posture from right. the heart. And I'll say this too. 
in first Timothy two, eight, one of my favorite verses about this is mm. I desire therefore that men everywhere pray. And he says, lifting up holy hands without yes. ra- wrath and doubting. Uh, another translation says like this, I want men to pray on every occasion. Uh, good. With hands yeah. lifted to God in worship. Watch this with clean hearts, free from frustration or strife. I'm going to throw this in here. This right. is free. I'm not going to charge anybody sure. for this one. I'm going to just throw this <laughs> in there. Uh, when we come into this place of worship that we're wanting to get into deeper realms of worship, we got to leave the strife out the door. Yeah. Uh Oh, because see what's been going on in the church yeah. lately is there's been a lot of divisions. There's been a lot of strife. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of things going on with this political party, that political party Oh, we're getting into it now. There's all these things going on. But the Apostle Paul said, I want y'all to live. Why why do I say that where political things are concerned? Well, because simply Mm -hmm. this, the verses prior, he tells you to pray for your leaders. Literally, the verses prior to that, he tells you to pray for Mm -hmm. your leaders. So what am I saying? I'm saying when we come into this place of true worship, we are to get rid of the frustration. We are to get rid of the strife. We are to lift up holy hands because Jesus has made us holy. Jesus has made yes. us worthy because of what he's done. We rejoice in the finished work of Christ, lifting up holy Glory. hands without wrath or doubt. And I'm not holding anything against anyone. When you stand praying, Jesus said, forgive if you got all against anyone. When you come into the presence of the Lord, my goodness, we're not coming with strife. We're not coming with anything. We're coming with a heart posture towards him, thankful for what he's done in Jesus. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is a form of true worship. You want to add anything, brother Tony? Yeah, I do. You know, if there's, that's so good, brother. If there's someone out here says, I want to go into a deeper place in worship. I hear what you guys are saying. And I want to take this next step. This scripture just came to my heart. It's Hebrews 12 and one. It says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a call of witness. Let us lay aside every weight and sin that does so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus. What I can tell you to do is take all distractions, everything that seems to have your attention, and say, is this, you know, like Colossians 3 says, setting your affections on things above. I tell our students here in our Bible school, it says, you're Affections must be set. Your affections must be scheduled. That which you are, 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 are most, you're most uh, affectionate about, make time for. Yeah. And so take all the distractions, anything that can distract you. Distract you. It could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. Not all distractions are bad things. It could be the right thing, but in wrong amounts. And so... Take everything that distracts, set it aside, put it away, let go of it. And let's look on to Jesus. Let's go up. Only reason why Jesus brought this whole subject up to Brother Hagin is because he's desiring, glory to God, to go deeper with his children. We're wanting, and the whole goal is to wrap this thing up. And so... But there's there's sometimes we get in the way of going 
further and deeper with God. Let's let me just one more scripture. Let's read it real quick. Yes. I just want to read it. I know I quoted it, but let's go over to Colossians. Yeah, I love this. Three and one. If ye be then risen with Christ, seek those things which are above mm -hmm. where Christ sitteth on the right hand. Set your affection on things above, yeah. not on the things on earth. And so it's important that if you want to go deeper, look up. That's good. Go up, you know, and uh, listen to what you're, listen, listen to the word. Let's get on the word first and listen to your heart. Your spirit, man, that born again spirit on the inside is going to lead you into deeper places in worship. If worship is very uncomfortable for your flesh, stick with it. That's good. Push past that threshold of carnality. Stick with it. Find times to read your word. Find times to worship God. Find some instrumentals that could be a blessing to you. And, and, and instead of listening to the worship leader's voice and listening to the other people telling you what to do, you've got the Holy Ghost on the inside. You have an unction and the Holy Ghost will teach you all things your Holy Ghost will lead you. He will be your worship leader. He will lead you into deeper places so that when you actually get to church, when you get to service, you're, you're bringing a massive supply so that the service goes even further. And so uh, it, it, this stuff, man, it, it's, so, it's so enjoyable, so much fun. God knows you know, this is the whole thing. God knows how to get, how you can get the most out of your worship. And that's in spirit and in truth. Glory to God. Man, that's good. That's really good. Uh, I'll say this and then we'll wrap it up. I believe, I believe I heard Brother Tony say this actually too, about the bre the gold and brass concept, right? The clapping or lifting up holy hands. I, if I'm not mistaken, I heard mm -hmm. Brother Tony say it like this one time. and He said it like this. He said, well, you know, clapping is like the shacks right the shack shoes right he said but but, but lifted up <laughs> lifted up holy hands that's the jordans oh <laughs> i love it man that yeah man, that's we, the jordan yeah we need we need the retro jordans type of praise yeah. <laughs> that's good man some retro threes yeah 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 exactly <laughs> that's so good well brother tony will you pray over us as we wrap this up yes Father, we thank you for this time together. And Father, I just thank the people who have received this word. I say, let's go deeper in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's just take a moment and worship. Thank Father, you, we give you glory. We worship you. <laughs> we worship you. So we honor you. you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time together where we can feast on your word and, 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 and endeavor to go deeper. Yes and further with you father i thank you for the people i speak a blessing over them and i thank you that they're going to go deeper and further in you in amen. jesus name we pray amen. amen and amen hey guys listen the heart of this podcast is not to condemn not to throw shade or anything like that the heart is there's a deeper level there's a higher level yeah that's all we're saying that's and good. we're wanting to go up to that higher level to experience more of the presence of god because in his presence is where real change happens. In his presence, I've seen it where people who have allowed the presence of God to come in, uh, someone who is addicted to drugs, no longer addicted. 
uh, healings, manifest wisdom, the next steps, plans, and purposes of God in our lives. That's where it comes from, is this higher place. And that's where we want to live, uh, is in this higher place with him. So be encouraged that there's more, that there's deeper, mm -hmm. and that we're yes. going to go there by the help of the Holy Spirit. Well, we want to thank you guys for taking out time to join us today on the Greater Than Podcast. Thanks so much. Thanks again, Brother Tony, for bringing your supply. What a tremendous time. I appreciate you, sir. It was it was an honor. Thank you for having me, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, guys, leave a like, a comment, a review. Let us know that the podcast is blessing you. My name's Elijah Merle. And remember this, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. If you'd like to learn more, please visit us at murrellministries.com. That's M-U-R-R-E-L-L -L ministries.com. Merle Ministries International.